Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar. Dan, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Happy, uh, happy new week and happy, hopefully, better results coming. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's about Let's all go. we can say. That's uh, about probably is as nice as, as it'll get for the rest of the 45 minutes that we're going forward here. Uh, what was the saying you said to me before we started recording? Uh, if you, my mother always told me, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing at all. All right, that's it, Loons fans. That's, right, that's talk to you the episode. Talk, All of thirty-three talk. seconds. Let's go home. We'll, we'll talk to you next Monday. See you then. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will. We'll see how the Seattle result goes, and then we'll say, "Yeah, we'll see." <laughs> maybe we'll just be done. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, let's jump into it. I've got one banner for the episode today. It's just labeled "Pain." Pain. Because, uh, they lost at home yeah. to FC Cincinnati. Got shut out. Why do you have to say it? It's oh, just I don't. I, well, hearing I, it out loud is just for painful. those that didn't watch. Pain. Which pain? I guess if you watch the first forty-five minutes, I don't blame you. The loons gave up a last-minute goal to Brandon Vasquez and FC Cincinnati and lost at home one 0 to FC Cincinnati. Unfortunately, not a not a great night for the loons um, in a lot of areas. Dan, I don't really know where to go from there. So I'll just let you progress, and we'll continue the conversation from there on. Sure, make me. I you know, here's where I <laughs> here's where I would start. I would start is forget how they played. Forget you know whatever problems we saw on the pitch. I guess where I start is you lost at home to Cincinnati. Yeah. It you know to me after that it doesn't matter if you played good if you played bad if you should have won if you could have won it doesn't matter what the score was you had a a important three points at home to keep yourself interested in the top four in the uh, in the Western Conference and you lost to Cincinnati and that's to me the bigger problem than the way they played it, it, it so maybe. You know, looking at it that way, this is uh, more of a mental thing than a physical thing. I don't know. But they – no reason to lose to Cincinnati. No. And they did. It it doesn't matter how good their new coaching staff is and everything is pointing to Pat Noonan being a very good head coach in this league. He's been kind of working towards this moment for a long time under Jim Curtin's staff – around Jim Curtin's staff in Philadelphia. You see how good Philadelphia has been over the last decade. Yeah. So it – Everything points at points towards Pat Noonan being a very good head coach. It seems like Cincinnati has finally turned things around and gotten things at least going in the right direction. But even then, it's still Cincinnati. You're Minnesota. You spent as much money as you have on building this roster to what it is. You've uh, you you've had these guys and built these guys up over the last what three three four years now since they've really started making an effort effort towards making this squad a really good squad and you lose to Cincinnati. That's just, there's no other way to put it, Dan, other than unacceptable. We went, we talked about it last week saying it's a must win game, but not for the reason that oh, you need to get in a playoff spot at the end of the season. No, it's a must win because you can't lose to Cincinnati at home. This would be a little bit more acceptable if it was on the road, but it was at home and that's completely unacceptable, especially because you only get what eight, eight times you're going to face an Eastern conference opponent so yeah. it means a little bit less, but it's still it the the message 
that it and the feeling around the club now. Definitely not good after losing to Cincinnati and getting shut out. <laughs> By the way, Cincinnati's first ever win over a team from the West. On the road. Yeah. Yes. And the first time they've ever scored a goal against Minnesota. They scored in the 7-1 to game. Back in the the first year of Allianz Field, 2019. I thought that was 7-0. Are we sure? Yeah, it was 7-1. Okay. All right. I was on the I field this... that day, remember? Oh, that's right. That's I was the day that you nice were. Suit. That's the way you were a big guy in a little suit. Yeah, I yep. remember that. Um, so, and you know, we yeah, can that talk was the about the easiest post match interview I've ever had. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we can talk about, I don't know how much depth we want to go into the way the team played, but, you know, they, they didn't, des- I mean, it, it was an extra time goal. Um, I don't even, you know what? I've watched that goal a couple times. I'm still not sure who to fault. It was just, yeah. It was just ugly, and uh, you know. At, at one time, I watched, and I said, "God, it looks like Dane was Dane got uh, maybe tried to antis- over anticipate what was going to happen. He was out of position." Then I go, "Yeah, but look where uh, Bakai is. He was out of position." So I don't know. I don't know whose fault that last goal was, but shouldn't have happened. Dane St. Clair made a couple of big saves before then. He's still playing well. I thought after Dane, the next best player for Minnesota was probably uh, Michael Boxel. Yeah, I thought he played very well. You know who was really good was uh, Hagland for uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, he was. I thought he was the best player on the field. Yeah, he 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 yeah. had a monster game shutting down whoever was coming down Minnesota's left hand side, Cincinnati's right hand side, and he was. Let Let's jump into how Minnesota played. They they started with the pretty much the same players as they did against LAFC with Bongi and Abu starting on the wings. Yeah, uh, Robin Lode was out due to sickness. Luis Amarillo was out for family reasons. And then, uh, so that gave Audrey Nunu his first ever start of the season. I liked what I saw from Audrey Nunu, but the rest of the attack didn't really help him out all that much. They were getting some decent enough crosses into him, and he was finding, like we saw a lot of times last year, he was finding dangerous areas to get into. It's just that final touch was always letting him down or something got in the way of getting that final touch, but he was getting in dangerous areas. Mm -hmm. He's yanked off 10 minutes into the second half, which is... A little disappointing for him, probably, but it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, probably. But I, um, it, it just seemed like the offense, once again, was struggling, and I, I can't put a finger on it other than they just rely probably too heavily on Emmanuel Reynoso right now. Yeah, because I think teams are figuring out that if uh, – and they have figured out because we've witnessed it – that if you, uh, if you play him tight, don't give him space – our our offense is is almost non-existent and and that's what teams are doing uh that's why he is one of the most fouled players in in MLS is because people have just decided you just have to stop him cuz you give him room you give him room to run uh he's as good as he's as good as anybody in the league mm-hmm. and 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 he's only going to get better he's still young um but i'm i guess i'm done with the uh the uh Longwane and Abu Dunladi, the Bongi and Abu show. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for them to come off the bench again. I can't wait to get Robin Lode back. I can't wait to have Fragapane start again. I, I I I have not seen other than some really inspiring play off the bench out of uh, Bongi and Abu. Um, any other reason to not start Fragapane and and Robin Lode because they have 
been better. And I know better doesn't mean they're scoring goals every match, but uh, we did have, we did have a three goal. We had back-to-back three goal games, but um, I, I expected more out of those two guys when they got a start. And yeah, yeah there were moments where you could see that, uh, you know, long speed was, was there, but it's not the same as coming in in the 65th minute playing tired defenders. And so let's get back to what was working. And hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, what's that bit where you do once in a while called? Talk Convince me, me. Talk me into that the only problem with the Minnesota offense is a good number nine. That they're that is just missing that, and then is that the only problem? Because that we're that's what we've we've kind of been led to believe that everything's great if we had if we had a really good number nine, all our problems would be done. Convince me. I I, I don't know if you can talk me into that. I feel that the problems are deeper. I don't know that. I I'll try, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'll leave my true thoughts to till the end for when I <laughs> when I argue against myself here, but. It just like if you get a number nine, it'll open up so much space for the guys on the wings. If you get a true number nine who who can actually be a dangerous goal threat, it's going to open up room for whoever you play have playing on the wings, whether it's Robin Lode and Franco Fragapane or mm-hmm. some mixture of those two guys, one of those guys and Abu and Bongi. It's going to open up so much space because defenders are going to be attracted to that guy to try and stop him instead of just being attracted to stopping Emmanuel Reynoso all the time. And so getting that guy who's a consistently dangerous goal threat is going to give Emmanuel Reynoso so much more space to operate, which which is going to allow uh, whoever's on the wings to be just as or just as equally dangerous as that number nine because they're going to have space to operate. Because the defense is going to have to focus on that number nine, who's your consistent goal threat, and Emmanuel Reynoso. Because those are your two. Di- if you have a true number nine, those will be your two most dangerous guys. So that's my way of talking you into it. Mm-hmm. My way of talking against myself on that is that yeah. this offense relies so much on Emmanuel just getting the ball to Emmanuel Reynoso and right. hoping he can do something. And at this point, it's been that way for two and a half years. I don't know that they can change Dan. I really don't hmm. think that they can change their way of playing right now uh, that just solely relies on Emmanuel Reynoso getting the ball and waiting for him to pass the to make an incredible pass that we've seen time and time again. And I don't know. I just – it doesn't matter. I don't think for me it doesn't matter if they get an actual goal dangerous number nine because they're so reliant on Emmanuel Reynoso constructing everything for this offense – that you've seen them go out and pay big money for guys who should be able to score goals, and they just can't do it. Like Luis Maria, I don't remember how many goals, I don't remember off the top of my head how many goals he scored last year in Ecuador, but he did that at a consistent level for his team down there mm-hmm. that they wanted to keep him, and Minnesota just outbid him. That yeah. it, it just proves that Luis Maria does know how to score goals. It just seems like this offense relies too much right now on Emmanuel Reynoso, and they've got no other game plan other than that. So you're saying all the eggs are in one basket. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> Yeah, I, can you argue against that that they don't over-rely on Emmanuel Reynoso right now? No, um but he's he, other than a slow start to this season, he is I think he's been worthy of it. He he has the skills, yeah. you can see it. You can see it every match he makes plays that you go, wow. Um, and, and that was no exception uh, on on Saturday night. He made some plays in the in the open field that you went wow. So, but those are always those should always be in supplement of 
a really good team around him instead of those being no. the only ways to create offense because that's all mm. it's been this season so far is that the only way they've been able to create offense is a nice slick move by Emmanuel Reynoso or a nice pass by Emmanuel Reynoso. Yeah. It's never been yeah. anything else, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know where we go. I'm worried about the team. Um, yeah, I'm hoping this is just a, a little bump in the road, but this could be a big bump because they've got some tough things to uh, get over here in a in a short amount of time. And I don't know if this is just, hey, we it, it this to me this feels more doesn't feel like oh we just had a bad game we'll get over it. Um, I don't know. I'm worried. I'm really worried about this team right now. All right. So you just had me talk you into something. I'm going to have you yeah. talk me into something. And maybe this is just me being overly negative right now and me being exceptionally yeah. down on the yeah, team. It's hard not to be down. It's hard not to be right. down right now. But Talk me into May not being a winless month. Because you look oh, at the rest man. of their schedule. I know. I, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. You look at their schedule through June 19th. It's your... So this Sunday, you're going to Seattle Sounders. They will be hosting their first MLS game since winning the CONCACAF Champions League. Right. If you don't think that's going to be an absolute raucous atmosphere, good luck. Then you come back home three days later to face LA Galaxy, who are red hot right now. Yeah. Then you go out to Dallas to play a red hot FC Dallas team. Then you come back home a week later to face New York City FC, who's the most dangerous Eastern Conference team. And then you get a couple weeks off in June for some reason. And then you have to go out to New England to face what will potentially be a revitalized New England Revolution team. Right. Your next that's... easiest game, easiest <laughs> game is Inner Miami at the end of June. Yeah, Talk and that's me why into May not being a winless month. Yeah, and that's why I said I'm really concerned about the team right now um, because of the way they've played the last two times out, and because of the schedule coming up, yeah. it's brutal. Um, I guess I guess I they'll find a way to win a game in May. Because we still have outstanding goaltending, our defense is still amongst the best in the league, which means that we're going to be in every just about we'll be in just about every match we play. I mean that's been that's been one thing you can count on, uh, other than a few exceptions over the last couple of years. I mean yeah. they've they've been in everything. They were in it until they lost it in extra time on Saturday against Cincinnati. So they will be in all those matches. Um and if you're in it, you get a right bounce, you get a break, um and you always have a chance to win. You know, it might be the way Cincinnati won here on Saturday. I was it just going to say you're you're saying yeah. you're going to Cincinnati oh, yes. someone at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think I like that. I like that terminology. I think they'll Cincinnati somebody in May. So that's that's my argument. I, that's and that's and I really believe that um, because they're in every match because their defense is very good and their goaltending is very good and uh, they'll be in their in their defensive midfield with uh, Trap and Ariaga very good. So, you know, I mean, that leaves us with the only part not very good is the <laughs> other four players. So there you go. But, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll find a way to get one. They'll, they'll Cincinnati somebody. So, What's with Minnesota teams and not having offense lately? What the heck's up I don't that? know. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> no, so. I, I, I tend to have the same thinking as you. As, yeah. as down as I feel right now after that game on Saturday – the defense has stood tall all season long. They've never really been out out of a game for nah. the most part. Uh, I mean, they were they were going toe to toe with LAFC for the better part of eighty minutes, and then they just gave it up in the final ten minutes because that's what yeah. LAFC does is they just but break they were, every they team's were, will. Yeah, they were in that one until the second goal was scored. So yeah, 
Yeah, so I, I tend to believe, I tend to agree with you there that <sighs> they'll be in all these games. It's never going to truly be a blowout. Hopefully, yeah. I mean um, that can that can happen. That could pop up in Seattle if Seattle just gets off to a fast start and we can't we can't yeah. hold off that first. That could turn in, but that has that you know you could count the times that has happened you know on a couple of fingers over the last two years. So and it, it it's always against Seattle. Happens, well, it so. seems like if it's going to happen, you know, and that's what scares me about. Well, we'll talk about that soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got we've got plenty to talk about. I we've spent 16 minutes on the FC Cincinnati game. I don't it's really want to spend more on it. So for, for let's get... 15 minutes too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Other than well, I guess we do have something to celebrate from that game, Dan. What's we that? made it through 90 four five minutes or whatever and will trap didn't get a yellow card so congratulations to mr trap he did not he was his We've typical got one good thing out of the game he was his typical invisible self <laughs> will will trap is at his very best when you hardly notice him yep. because that means he's he's doing the right things and he's not getting beat and he's not taking yellow cards so there you go thank All you right, will. So we got a minute of good talk out of that game so we're gonna move on now uh, next up for Minnesota, a Wednesday night match in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. They will be hosting Colorado in the round of 32, I think. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Um, but yeah, they, they will be hosting Colorado on Wednesday at Allianz Field. Uh, be sure to check out MNUFC.com for tickets for that one. Otherwise, it's on ESPN+. Plus. I don't know who's commentating that one this time, so... Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, that should be a fun one. And then, as we mentioned already, Sunday, back in MLS action at Seattle Sounders. This fixture last year was unfortunately that season opening game. It was a 4-0 loss to Seattle. Um, Again, it's going to be, as I mentioned, a raucous atmosphere. It's going to be their first home MLS match since they won the CONCACAF Champions League uh, last Wednesday. So yeah, it's going to be a tough one. They They lost on Saturday night, but they were playing... Basically, their U seventeen team against Dallas, so which yeah. held tough until the late end, the late ends of that, the second half there. So they did fight their way through it, but they ended up losing two 0 But it wasn't the yeah. Seattle Sounders team that just won. Yeah. So if we go Wednesday first against Colorado, a very good side. We're back at home. I mean, here's the question, and it's hard to answer or even think about how they will perform against Colorado because we don't know what their attitude is going to be. Yeah, I, I can tell you honestly, they're going to take it. I can tell you honestly with what I see as this team's problems right now and the schedule coming up, I wouldn't, I would play as few starters as possible against Colorado. I would try and go for at least one trophy this season. I, <laughs> cause that's always been there. Yeah. It seems yeah, like well, they're going for one trophy. They're yeah. going to go for the trophy, no matter how much it hurts them in the league play, which I don't blame I, them. You want to get a trophy, and this is probably the easiest way to do it is get this trophy. And they they were a couple minutes away from getting it the last time they were there. Does this trophy does this trophy keep a coach employed if the if he doesn't get close to the uh, the big trophy? Because to me, the big trophy is the MLS Cup. Yeah, it should be. And and I get it. Soccer's different. You know, there's these in season tournaments, and I guess you know what I guess I would say, being a you know. Being the ignorant American sports fan, I still think there's just one trophy. It's the MLS Cup. Everything else is just uh, is just side talk. So I I feel like you've got to get this thing straightened out. For, I mean, okay, so let's just say they they put everything on the line and they get their best lineup for every U.S. Cup match uh, and they win it, but that hammers them 
lower in the standings in the uh, MLS. And at the end of the year, they don't make the playoffs. So you're telling me that you'd be happy that they have a trophy, but they don't make the playoffs? Because it would be your first trophy, yes. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I, See, I, 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 we, know. We, I, I, I feel, I feel strongly I'd be, I'd be, that that doesn't do any weird. good at all. It would feel weird, that's for sure. But but that could happen. Right, you could see that happening, couldn't you? I mean, ever or it wasn't Everton? It was Wigan. Wigan Athletic did it a couple of years ago. They won the FA Cup, but they got relegated that season. So yeah, you ask their fans how good they felt playing European action right. while they were playing in. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Is that would be really cool, It'd be really fun. People would be very excited about it. Um, but then at the end of the season, if they didn't make the playoffs or they made the playoffs and lost in the first match, I think everybody's just as bitter as they would be if, if, well, they, if they, uh, if they got to the playoffs, I think everything would be okay because like, okay, we made it to the playoffs. Yeah. We got beat in the first round. So what, but we still got a trophy out of this year. It was considered a success, successful season, but if you didn't make the playoffs, that's when it'd start to be a little weird. Other Depends particip- on how far off you missed the playoffs from before me. Yeah, that's just that's that's hypothetical. Are there participation trophies available that we can we can scoop up on? Maybe. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. So of the year maybe. So going back to Wednesday, it to me not knowing what the lineup's going to look like. You're feeling that Minnesota's going to pour a lot into it, like they did last year uh, or the year before, right? Yeah. Two. Was that two years ago. ago? Yeah, I know. Everything's a blur. Uh, damn now. stupid pandemic. Uh, um, so not knowing, I just, the way this team is right now, they might do just as well or better if they play different people yeah. uh, and not as many starters because the starters aren't playing so great right now. And maybe your Nico well, Hansen starters and, after the past couple. Well, weeks that's a good question. <laughs> I guess I still consider the starters being uh, Amaria, Robin Lode, Franco Fragapane, Emmanuel Reynoso. Yeah. I still consider them the starters, um, and they are. So, I mean, maybe you're better off, you know, playing some different people, and, and maybe the, the that hunger will get them past Colorado. Because we don't know how Colorado's going to approach it either, right? Right, right. So I mean, you'll probably that's see. That's what's weird about this. This is weird. I just yeah, want to go see, on the official record saying these these tournaments within a season are weird. I love them because it's just a whole different, whole just different thing weird. that you you can look for and different strategies you can employ and stuff. It's yeah. fun. Um, but I I don't think they'll play their – like you said, I don't think they'll play their starters with the Seattle game coming up so quickly and how these last two games yeah. have gone in the league that you need to bounce back. You can't drop below the playoff line. You can't get into that battle again. You have to stay above it. Um, yeah. So I think you'll see a lineup similar to what they they threw out there against Ford Madison, and they'll just hope that Colorado doesn't put out their starters because if they put out if Colorado puts out their true starters, then I don't know. That's probably going to be a but tough one for Minnesota for that Minnesota lineup. That's another thing that's weird about it is some teams care, some teams don't give a crap. You know? Yeah, because well, Colorado's got a quicker turnaround than than Minnesota does. They. They play on Saturday against LAFC at two thirty, whereas Minnesota doesn't play till Sunday at three o'clock. Right. So, so that's a right. tougher turnaround. But yeah, so I don't know. I I I don't. It's such a it's it's there's so many unknowns about Wednesday that it's really tough to even know. But all I know is this team right now is is not in a good uh, a good frame of mind. So no matter what they do, 
Um, if Colorado takes it seriously, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. So. We will not be broadcasting that game. It's a U.S. Open nope. Cup game, so we will not be broadcasting that one, unfortunately. Uh, the one we will be broadcasting Sunday at 3 p.m. on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the live uh, .scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Uh, Dan Terrar and myself will be on the air on the call for that one. Dan, your thoughts heading into well, Seattle and what's going to be a, quite the atmosphere. Well, it, it's it's always a tough atmosphere in Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. So now you're going to add, a, we're going to be part of a victory party? Great. Well, they're not raising, is, if I remember correctly, they're not raising the banner yet. because they They're not raising the banner, but yet the fans know. I mean, you know, oh, imagine, yeah. imagine, you know, if this was Minnesota coming home, back home for the first time after winning something like that. Yeah. Yep. Fans are going to be nuts. And, but it's, but will we notice a difference? It's always crazy there. They're yeah. always nuts there. So this just, you know, I'm hoping that this feels impossible, which means the team's going to somehow find a way, stay in it, find a way to get a couple of goals. But I, Seattle is just, they're just unbelievably tough to beat at home. I don't, I don't know what we can do to be prepared for that. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a very tough match. I don't know. I don't see how we come out of there with a, with a result. The only good thing I like about this Seattle game is that it means you've got Seattle off your schedule for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, you know what? That's not, that's not a bad thing at all. No, it's not. Um, because they're just, they're just getting to their best game. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to be, now that they're, they're done gonna, focusing on the champions league, not that they've won it, they can go back to focusing on the league like they always do. They always start slowly yeah. in the season, and they build themselves into it. Well, this is where they're going to start building their, themselves into this season is mm-hmm. this game against Minnesota on Sunday. So Minnesota's yeah. going to have their hands full. Seattle will be without Joao Paulo for the rest of the season because he unfortunately tore his ACL in that match. What's Nuhu's status after he went off injured in the first 10 minutes of the match? It'll be interesting to see, but... As we know, Seattle, it doesn't matter if one of their star players is injured. They've got plenty of guys ready to roll that, yeah. that are on the bench. And, and so to me, I look at that and I go, you know, depending on what happens Wednesday, but this has got to be the formula until they figure out how to uh, get their offense on track. The formula is play great defense, get great goaltending, stay in the match, Hope to get a break or two. And that's a sad way to look at it. But yeah. especially on the road, I don't see any other way you can look at it right now because uh, we just don't have the the goal-scoring ability right now. And um, so that's that's the only – I can't think of any other way to look at a match like that. No, you, same way. Same, same thinking for me is that just go in looking for a point. If you get three points, yeah. hey, great. But – at yeah. least come out of there with a point because hey, a, a scoreless a scoreless draw in Seattle on Sunday would feel like a care. win. Yeah, no, oh, that would feel care. like a win. It would. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the Major League Baseball playoffs, start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. So that's uh, our look at everything Minnesota United. Let's take a quick look across the league, Dan. Uh, Some of the notes from around the league that I'm taking note of, Chicago's defense, after they came here, apparently is just cursed. Letting in four goals against Atlanta United. It was a first half track. (laughs) Half trick for Cisneros, who gets a 36 minute hat trick to just torch the Chicago Fire in a four one out. As good as they were early in the season, they are just that bad now. Yeah. They've they gone might back end up to being, peak Chicago form. They might end up being the worst team in MLS. They're down at the bottom of the Eastern Conference already, and they came into the Minnesota game a couple weeks ago in playoff position. <laughs> everybody was like, everybody was, ner- remember how nervous we were about the Chicago match? Like, considering how tough the deep or our, our offense has been all season. We're like, oh, crap, can we even get a draw against these guys? This is going to be tough <laughs> because their defense is so good. And yeah. now their defense is horrible and their offense is still horrible. So yeah, it's interesting times in Chicago and they, and they don't have Francisco Calvo on their defense. So there's no, no so who are you going to blame? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, speaking of Francisco Calvo's team, they got their second win of the season and a one nil win over the Colorado Rapids. So congratulations to them. Uh, Dallas get a 2-0 win over the Seattle Sounders to continue their hot run of form. They now sit uh, fourth place in the Western Conference behind the likes of LAFC, Austin, and LA Galaxy. So say all Texas top four, or all Texas and California top four. And, and remind me, where did all the Texas and California teams finish last year? They didn't make the playoffs. And now None they're of at the top of the conference. None of them. Except and it, they're not all going to make the playoffs, I don't think. Uh, but the, what, a, what a turnaround. What a turnaround. So, Yeah, absolutely. Nashville back up into the playoff spots after they get a 2-0 win over Rail Salt Lake. Uh, Vancouver got their second win of the season against yeah. Toronto Cruising. FC this weekend. And then LA Galaxy. Their defense seems to be for real because they shut out oh. Austin FC, who's been in hot goal-scoring form all season yeah. long. I was happy to see that. How bad is Toronto? They got swept in a home and home by Cincinnati, and then they got beat. Wow, and they got beat really, by Vancouver. Can't no, really no, say they're, bad they're about... still about Cincinnati. Yeah, we can. <laughs> they're still bad. We were just worse on Saturday. So, yeah, Toronto's sitting in twelfth place in the Eastern Conference. Three wins, two draws, six losses on the season. Yeah. They're basically just waiting for. Uh, Crap, I'm forgetting his name. They're waiting for their Italian midfielder to get in the midseason, midseason. Yeah. But I don't know that that's going to help that much because they are awful right now. They, they need a lot of they need a lot they lost of help. Four there. straight, Dan. Yeah, I know they lost four straight, and two of them to Cincinnati. You'd hope I'd hope that if we played Cincinnati back to back, we'd win one of them. So they were shut out two games in a row by Cincinnati and Vancouver. <sighs> Yikes! Yeah. That's that's bad. That's so remember, really remember, friends, it could always be worse. <laughs> but it's also the team that beat Philadelphia two to one just before this four game losing streak started. And yeah, beat I don't, New York I don't City know. FC two to one. I don't understand this New York, this Toronto team. Yeah. So in other words, there there there's no consistency there. So welcome to MLS. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, that's been it for our look across the league. Uh, not really a whole lot to talk about this week. Uh, we did forget the note that. Uh, Chase Gasper was traded by the Loons 
this last week happened on the night of the Champions League final. We can talk about that as well. Uh, Chase Gasper off to LA Galaxy. Uh, I loved watching him play. He was, as you love to call him, the dump truck. He was just going to run right through you. He just he was went, you know, guys everywhere. So, yep. Yeah. No, no reason to, no reason to make a move or to get fancy. Just he'll just run over you. Yeah. You had to love his grit, his determination. Obviously, he had personal issues, uh, and that uh, obviously played into him no longer being a member of the club. So. Um, no one to blame in this situation. We got a good, decent amount of cash for him, which will help yeah, us in the future. Yeah. Um, we have a with Kamar Lawrence that made this more possible. Um, uh, but I'll miss him. I, you loved that energy. You loved his uh, the, the tenacity that he played with. So I just, I, you know what? As a person, I just want him to be better yeah. and to uh, to put his past uh, problems behind him. And and if L.A. is a place he can do that, he spent some time out there in college, so he's not new to uh, to L.A. So, you know, I, good luck to him, uh, but he'll be missed. Absolutely. Uh, we would be remiss to mention also, uh, we've mentioned it a couple times, but I haven't really delved into it. Seattle Sounders becoming the first MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League in its yes. form. Beating Pumas five to two on aggregate, three nil Wednesday night in the second leg, the home leg of that one. That was an awesome game to watch. It was you you really felt in the first couple minutes, in the first thirty minutes, when Seattle have to make two injury substitutions to two of their more important players. It's like all oh, crap. Well, here comes the MLS luck again in this tournament. They're just gonna they're gonna get worked <laughs> again. It's just like, right? Geez, can we can this league get any luck in this tournament? And then. Lo and behold, a 16-year-old comes in for Joao Paulo, an almost MVP last year, and just handles the midfield in the biggest game in the club's history, and the team go on and win 3-0. It was an awesome game, awesome atmosphere. I was happy to be able to watch it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it's a great moment for this league. Hopefully, now the rest of the league kind of starts to copy what the Sounders do and just kind of try and start building their rosters like Seattle does. Yeah, and, and uh, you mentioned it. That was my first thought was this is not just a big deal for Seattle. It's a big de- deal for the MLS as they try to continue to try to establish themselves as a worthy place for uh, elite players to come play. And and this is a, a nice step forward in that, in that uh, area too. So, yeah, I just wish we weren't the team that had to go into Seattle for the first time after they won it, so. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. That's for certain. Yeah. Uh, Dan, next up in the show, as we get as we kind of start to close out here in the last fifteen minutes, uh, is our predictions segment. We'll start off with the predictor. Go ahead and explain it, sir. Predictor, you pick three games uh, in the MLS. One of them being Minnesota's next match or match next week. Uh, you pick the winner. You pick the score. You get a point if you get the winner correct. If you guess the score or the draw score correctly. You get another point, so a possibility of six points on the line each week. And I must have—I'm sure I got five or six points last week alone, didn't I? Yeah, you certainly didn't. You got no points whatsoever. <laughs> what? What you the hell? A two-one Houston me? win. I'm not kidding. You guessed a two-one Houston win. DC won two 0 in that one. You Why did I a... pick Houston over DC? I don't know. You tell me. You guessed a—you predicted a three-nil Colorado win, while it was a one-nil San Jose win. And then you also well that one that's just wrong. <laughs> There's no way that San Jose should have won that. Then you predicted a two-one Minnesota win, and we all we we spent too much time talking. What the about hell that was one. I thinking on that one? <laughs> I got one point. I said 
Uh, FC Dallas would win 2-1 to one against Seattle. They won 2-0, so thanks, Seattle, for getting at least a goal. Not. And then I said it would be a 3-2 Austin win over LA Galaxy Wolves, a 1-0 LA Galaxy win. And then, for some reason, my stupid brain said it would be 3-0 Minnesota, and well... Well, yeah, what the hell? What were you smoking? Uh, apparently, lots of stuff. I needed more chocolate wow. milk in my system. Wow. Um, so, that means our score is 11-10 to 10 in my favor. You passed and, me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Barely. Damn it. All right, who goes first? Uh, I believe this week it is me, since you went first last week. So, okay, I will go. start off with the match of the round when Chicago Fire hosts FC Cincinnati. Who really? You're gonna tickets, touch that? Tickets still available for that I would, one. I wouldn't touch that for anything. Soldier Field will be lit up for that game on Sunday night or Saturday night. By lit up, you mean the lights will be on? <laughs> They'll be on. No one will be there. They'll be it's lit gonna up. be a. I'm gonna predict this, Dan. It's gonna be a two nil win for FC Cincinnati. Wow. At least. Wow. Okay. I don't think Chicago's scoring. I don't care that Chris Mueller's back. He's going to be playing for his hometown club. It's going to be 2-0 Cincinnati. Okay. All right. I decided to go uh, to the east for my first one. Montreal 3, Charlotte 0. Wow. Okay. Rough time for Charlotte at home. Getting worked by Montreal. I mean, Montreal's good this year, so that makes sense. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to pick my next game here. Let's go... Portland and Sporting Kansas City. Uh, you're, touching, side... you're touching the ones that are coin flips. You're picking some bad <laughs> I'm ones. trying to get points here, Dan. Wow. <laughs> Just hoping something happens. I don't want the easy ones. I mean. Well, so go for go There with... are no easy ones. This week, no, not really. I mean. No, there are no easy ones. Well, I mean, New York City FC, NYCFC and Columbus might be easy. Columbus are struggling this year. That might be an easy one. That's in Columbus, that though, isn't it? Or is that in New York? That's in New York, so oh, okay. that could be All a tricky right. one. I'm going to yeah. go Portland, Sporting Kansas City, because why the hell not? It's going to be a nil-nil draw because both those teams <laughs> suck. All right. Well, you've, got some, you've had some success with draws. I stay away from them. So. Um, Wednesday, Colorado 2, Minnesota 1. Oh, we're picking the Open Cup game? Sure. It's, it's up there. It's for grabs. Okay. You said 2-1. As long two, as it's 2-1. Yeah, two, one Two one Colorado over Minnesota. Ooh, that doesn't bode well. Does that mean I have to pick it, or no? Or am I just picking the Seattle one? You can pick Seattle one. Yeah. All right. Well, Seattle Sounders hosting your Minnesota United, and I'm not. I don't think this is going to be good at all for Minnesota. I don't think it's going to be terrible, but it's probably going to be two nil Seattle. Write that down, I guess. Come on. I'm. Tell me I'm wrong, Dan. Did you say it too? You <laughs> said it too. All right. Change so then. So then I will go. Oh, what the hell do I do with that? I'm going to go. I love that we don't play in the show yet. We always have like the same results. As soon as you said, I said, he's going to pick 2 0. I know he is. Okay. Um, God, I think Seattle's going to get at least two, but our defense is good. I'll go. You know what? By some miracle, we'll, we'll go 2 1. 2 1 Seattle. Okay. So we're both picking so, Seattle. I'm saying two one. You're saying two nil. So we'll hold this podcast until or for release until Sunday morning. Or just never release <laughs> so it. That's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, I mean, so I just hey, we're we're giving them what they're what they're earning. They're earning this. They're, we're not picking these scores. The team is picking. It's just like when coaches say, "I don't pick the starting lineup." The players pick it in practice. Yeah, 
We don't pick these scores. The team picks it by the way they play. Fair enough. What do you think? Right, that so work? That was that was the predictor. Okay. Now, next right. up in our predictions segment is write that down weekly segment where we each make three soccer related predictions. One of them has to be a Minnesota United related prediction. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals, and the person with the most goals at the end of the season wins the highly coveted Golden Boot. Dan. Before we make predictions, we have an accountability session, and we have a listener prediction off the board. This was our first ever listener prediction last season. My friend John B. wrote it down. He texted me. He goes, Jonathan, write this down. Loons will be the first MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League. I felt like he was smoking some strong stuff that day when he made that prediction because wow, he's been in the Champions League. So, wow, uh, Seattle kind of torched him on that one on Wednesday. So, sorry, buddy. Uh, other predictions that came off the board, I'll start with you. You had two come off the board that were in the negative column. You said neither come San on. Jose or Vancouver will get their second win until May 18th. Well, they both got their second win this last weekend. And if I'm reading my calendar correctly, May 18th is still yet to happen. And then you said Minnesota will get a goal by a number nine against FC Cincinnati. Well, they got shut out. So now what the no point there I for thinking? you. You did say Chicago will end up in last place in the East by June 1st. They did it a month early, Dan. <laughs> well, I thought they were. I thought they'd at least do a a slow. F- I thought you know it'd be a gradual drop. I didn't realize they were going to just plummet like the Hindenburg. So that puts you up to eight goals on the season. Woo! Uh, going towards my accountability session now. I had three come off the board as well. Two bad, one good. I said Dane St. Clair will make more than five saves against FC Cincinnati. I went back and listened to make sure I said more. Unfortunately, Dan, yeah, I said more. more. You, it was five, wasn't it? It was exactly five. You did say more, yep. I said it twice, so just to make sure I said it. <laughs> and I said Emmanuel Reynoso will have three or more goal contributions against FC Cincinnati. Well, I don't know I what told I was you smoking you were that crazy. day. I told you you were you nuts did. on that one. You you asked me if I you made sure that I was I was sure I didn't want to go for the bunt single and say they won't get a goal from their number nine. I thought you were mainlining Tahitian treat there right into your veins or something. Now we got quick trip chocolate milk today, so we should be all good. The good I stuff. Did say, though, I did say though yeah. earlier this week, earlier this season, that Seattle will win the Concacaf Champions League this season, and they did. So that got me a point that boosts me up to six goals on the season. So the total wow. is. Eight goals for you, six goals for me, none for the listeners this season. So <sighs> now we make our predictions, and I will start since you started last week. Let me pull up this Good. schedule by Minnesota again. As we mentioned earlier, yes. Minnesota this month of May have the Sounders, LA Galaxy, and da- Dallas and NYCFC still left on the schedule. Well, so far in May, they have gotten zero points from two games. Dan, they will get... At least three points for the rest of the month. I don't know where they will come, how they will come, but they will get at least three points for the rest of May. At least three. At least three points in the month of May. Okay. Okay. So they could get more. Uh, yeah, right. They get more, but write that one down. That's a win and a draw or three draws. That would actually, at this point, the way that the last they two get three matches draws, are going, I'm happy. I, I yeah. That's boy, we've lowered the bar a bit, haven't we? <laughs> Whew. All right. Right that, down, that down. Writing that down. All right. I'll start with uh, Minnesota first as well, then. Uh, Minnesota, uh, I don't know why this one popped into my head today, but I wrote it down, so I'm going with it. Minnesota versus Colorado Wednesday night. The game winning goal will come in the first half. Okay. All right. 
Write that down. And according to your prediction earlier, it's going to be a Colorado game-winning goal. So Doesn't matter. Game-winning goal, first half. <laughs> so they're going to get all three of the goals in that game in the first half. <laughs> 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 Write that down. Uh, write this down, Dan. Austin FC currently sitting in second place. 20 points. They're, right, they're three points behind LAFC at the moment. Yeah. Which means they are in a home playoff spot. Dan, write this down. They will not finish in the home playoff spots no, in the Western won't. Conference yeah, this season. They will finish below fourth place in the Western Conference. Write that's that almost a gimme. Oh, you're saying not only won't – okay. That's almost – well, you know, a couple weeks ago I would have said, come on, man, that's a gimme. But now because well. they cause they keep playing well, now I'm not so sure. So, Against okay, good one. Teams. I like that one. Uh, Minnesota versus Seattle on Sunday. I had wanted to predict 2-0 Seattle, but you took that, so I went 2-1. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back over that. Uh, Minnesota will be held scoreless for their third straight MLS match on Sunday against Seattle. Ugh. Write that down. At all. It sounds know. worse when you say it that way because you predicted 2-0. I did. But when you put it that way, it sounds a lot worse. But that's what it is, so. Prove me wrong. I'm not a fan of that. Prove me wrong, loons. I want to be wrong. I want to be so wrong. I've, I've got never one wanted left, to Dan. be. I've never wanted to be more wrong er. <laughs> more wrong er. <laughs> I've never wanted to be more wronger. <laughs> Write this down, Dan. Sporting Kansas City, rough start to the season. Six losses already this season. They're sitting on nine points after eleven games. Write this down, Dan. Sporting Kansas City are going to miss the playoffs this season. Wow, okay. Write that down. Right now, because their points, it looks like a bunt single, but if you know the history of this league, of the history of Kansas City over the last decade and a half, they're not, no, that's that's not a team that misses the playoffs. No, no, that's not. And yeah, so you feel about sporting Kansas City the way I felt about Colorado last year, except Colorado (laughs) made me look dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel that way about Austin, although I got to admit, every week that goes by, my position on Austin is weakening. Uh, I like how it never weakened last year against Colorado, but Austin is somehow changing that. But not enough because right now, <laughs> right now, LAFC leads the MLS with 23 goals. Yep. Austin is second with 22 uh-huh. goals on the season. At the end of the season, Austin will not be in the top five in goals scored. Okay. Write that down. The goal scoring. Prowess of Sebastian Drusi and Ethan Finley is going to dry up, and Maxi Rudy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't. I don't blame you. No, I, I, the defense they're is just going to constantly let them down. Well, that's what I. They're going to have. And by the way, if they're going to win, they're going to have to probably for them to stay in the top few spots in the in the West. They probably have to lead the MLS in goals yeah. because their defense isn't very good. Yeah. So anyway, write that down. Write that down. That write it down right been, now. Write it. Write it down. I'll type it up next week when I'm preparing yeah, for this it's episode. It's called write that down, episode. not type that up. Should we oh. change it to type that up? No, that doesn't sound as good as write that down. <laughs> if I wrote it down, I wouldn't be able to read the writing. I'm terrible at it. Type writing. that out. <laughs> All right, that's been our loon talk for this week. I know it started off depressing because, well, they lost it was. to Cincinnati. So 
you can't really go high from there, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will hopefully have a much better episode for you next week after the Loons play Colorado on Wednesday in the U.S. Open Cup. Unfortunately, we will not be broadcasting that one, but we will be broadcasting this Sunday's match against Seattle Sounders. 3 p.m. kickoff for that one, 2.30 p.m. pre-match show with Dan Terra and myself on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com. Loons fans, can't wait to talk to you for yeah. that match and right back here on Monday. Dan, I will talk to you for that match written right back here on Monday. I hope next Monday we're talking about two wins. That would be the best thing. I would be so happy just to eat my words. That'd be great. It'd be fun to play spoiler in Seattle on Sunday. It would be. So let's go, Loons. Get it going. Score some goals. Have some fun. See you later. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.